and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. And I hope everyone is having an absolutely wonderful day today. Hope everyone's continuing to stay prepped, stay alert, and also stay in shape. And be sure to check out the website if you guys need anything. The HGH Stimulate on sale is product of the week. Over 15% off right now on sale. So be sure to check that out if you're interested. Incredibly great product for intra-workout, for pre-workout. Also helps out with blood pressure and energy. Very, very good formula. Also, too, the first thing I wanted to jump right into this morning. Yesterday I broke down to you what the bumbling buffoon in office had planned on putting out and signing. And, of course, he did yesterday, including the... Aspects of the 80% lowers, the braces. I'm not going to go into all the go- that again. You can listen to my show yesterday if you want more detail on that. But one thing he did do, and we were wondering if he was actually going to pull the trigger on it because of how much backlash he got, he did appoint David Chipman now to run the ATF, or as Biden would call it, the AFT. So I'm a little confused. Uh, if anybody saw the video yesterday with Biden, uh, I don't know if the ATF is still a thing. Or the AFT is the new branch. I don't know anymore. It was kind of comical. I think he said it like six or seven or eight times. Kept saying the AFT, the AFT. Um, this man is so senile and so incoherent. He can't even put stuff together. Even when he's reading a teleprompter, he's still messing it up. It's actually quite sad considering the fact he's running the country. And I told one of my friends yesterday, I said, between – Richard Levine, the cross-dresser, is Secretary of Health, and now we have one of the most corrupt, vile, anti-Second Amendment, just Second Amendment individuals in the entire country, now basically running the ATF and all the host of other things that's going on. I said, we, United States, from an outside perspective, from other countries, we got to look like Barnum and Bailey Circus over here. I mean, I'm serious. It's kind of like, man, everybody's grabbing the popcorn, waiting for the elephants and the tigers to show up. I mean, this this is pretty much we have to be the laughing stock of this country. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean it sincerely. I mean, it's it's sad because this is my country. I grew up and I was born here. I love America. I love Florida. I'm a proud American. And to see it happening like this and just everything going down the toilet is very frustrating to me. And that's why I continue to encourage people. Like I told you guys yesterday in Arizona, the governor coming out now and making Arizona pretty much a Second Amendment sanctuary state. I'm really pushing on DeSantis to do this. I've been very disappointed within the last couple of days with him going out and getting the injection now, the Johnson & Johnson injection and promoting it after he just signed the vaccine passport. And it's time. DeSantis put his money where his mouth is and make Florida a second amendment sanctuary state. I mean that sincerely. I'm going to start pushing him, and I know a lot of other people are going to start pushing and writing and calling him to get this done. This is not a joke anymore. We now have pretty much the biggest, most obnoxious, corrupt, vile, swamp rat fox that crawled out of the deepest layer of the Florida Everglades now just got handed the keys to the chicken and hen house in the entire country. David Chipman is a complete and total nightmare when it comes to gun rights. He was an ATF agent for 25 years, was directly involved in the Waco massacre. Then after he retired, he went to work for Gabby Giffords as a massive anti-Second Amendment proponent, then worked with Mike Bloomberg and was a huge proponent as far as for an agency called Gun Control Inc., where he was basically the leading registered anti 
gun lobbyist, and he has gone on record now as he said, and I quote, all gun sales should be limited to licensed gun stores where a background check and paperwork is required with registration only. He also wants to ban all production and future sales of assault weapons. He said it is estimated there's around 15 million assault rifles, which again, here he goes again with that narrative, currently in circulation. I believe we should ban the future production and sale to civilians and afford will allow <laughs> will allow current gun owners of these firearms the ability to license these particular guns under the ATF National Firearms Act with a $200 tax stamp. You hear what he said? We'll allow American citizens to keep their semi-automatic sporting rifles. I mean, golly, is this guy generous or what? I mean, he, he's just he'll, – he'll allow us to keep – our assault rifles, our so-called horrible, nasty assault rifles, if we register them and pay a tax stamp. I don't know if anybody's told him, but the last phrase, shall not be infringed, is very, very clear in the Second Amendment. I've gone in detail on this right all over many of shows. Infringement is any type of encroaching on a right. So he's not allowing us to keep our semi-automatic rifles we just keep them, and we say, sorry for your luck. We don't have to listen to you or anything you're about because you are not an elected official. You're appointed by a corrupt administration that does not have a legitimate seat because they stole the election. This guy is going to do everything he can to ruin this country and our ability to keep our firearms. So I encourage you. Find out where you stand on this. Find out what your convictions are on this, because I promise you, this guy running the ATF now, along with his massive amounts of millions of dollars of anti-gun lobbying money that he has basically poured into for years, his involvement in the murdering and burning alive of over 70 women and children in the Waco massacre, and this guy now is running the ATF, yeah, Put your big boy pants on, my friends, and get ready for this because we were waiting to see if they were really going to go through this administration with a full-blown gun grab. It just happened yesterday, and it was the first shot, essentially, that's about to start a whole string of events in this country when it comes to maintaining our Second Amendment rights. Because remember what I've told you guys repeatedly. When you look at the U.K., when you look at Europe, when you look at Australia, you look at the insane level of mandate, people walking outside, being arrested and fined for two ladies walking to a park and drinking coffee, being fined 500 pounds. You see people being hauled off and drug off to jail for being two kilometers more away from their home than they're allowed to be. Yeah. That's what happens in countries that are disarmed, and that's exactly where they're trying to take this country right now if we don't stand up and say no. What do you think, Deb? Well, you're right, Austin. It's, it's turned into a circus clown show. I mean, you could actually say, and you know, using you know, you know, PG vernacular, you could say it's a giant poop show in Washington right now. I mean, it's just you know. It's awful. It's unbelievable what they're doing to us as far as our Second Amendment rights. You know, this this guy with this Waco massacre, he's all against. He hates, you know, automatic weapons. Uh, he hates, you know, quote-unquote AR-15s. He hates 
50 caliber Barretts. He says that there were two cal- there were 50 caliber Barretts that were used at Waco to take down two of the helicopters that were basically hovering overhead. Now, that's been disputed. He can't prove that. And the reality is this, is that we don't even know what in the world his involvement was. We just know that whole thing reeked to high heaven as far as with Waco and with Ruby Ridge. And the sad part about it is here he is running the ATF, probably the most corrupt agency in the United States. Now, I'm going to say this. Not all ATF agents are bad. There's just a bunch of real bad ones out there. Look what happened with the, that whole thing with running those drugs and those automatic weapons into the doggone cartels down in Mexico, which ended up coming back and killing a border guard here in the United States and come and came back into the streets of the United States that they turned loose. They turned loose these machine guns. And the sad part about it is, is that, you know, they don't want to talk about that. That was all under, you know, good old Obama. And, you know, and then he had IRS gate and had all this other stuff going on. And this never ends with these guys. They want the weapons because they want to take away our freedoms. That's the reason that we have freedom left in the United States is because we have guns. I know that sounds really strange to you guys if you just turn on the show or you're wondering about guns. But, you know, I've got guns in my home. I do. I mean, I just I have to admit that I've concealed weapons permit had it for almost 30 years. And, it is, and it makes me feel a lot better. People say, well, are you telling me that you don't feel safe if you go out in public if you don't have a gun? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't feel safe if I go out in public if I don't have a gun. <laughs> yeah, so in case you were wondering, and here's why. I've had guns pulled on me before when I was a kid, before I got saved, when I was a bouncer in a bar. I mean, I've had it all. I've been there, done that. And you don't understand it. It doesn't matter how big you are, how strong you are, or even how fast you are. If they're standing 25 feet away from you and they pull a pistol on you, you're kind of going to do whatever they tell you to do. And so that's the sad part that people don't understand. A woman who's 80 years old can stop an attacker who's 60 years younger than her and who outweighs her 100 pounds if she pulls a 357 out of her pocket. Yeah, she could do that too. And see, it's the great equalizer. and has nothing to do with crime as far as good people committing crimes with guns because we don't do that. It's for us to protect ourselves against people who want to commit crimes or who want to do things to you. There's no reason for a retiree to walk around in fear because they're afraid they're going to get mugged or shot or killed. That's why here in Florida, you have very few retirees get mugged or shot or killed. Why? Because pretty much all the retirees down here that I know are carrying guns. And people learn very quickly, this ain't that state. When we have a sheriff like Grady Judd, who I absolutely love, he and I go to church together, and he says, if they riot here and they want to come into your house and burn your house, I advise you to have a gun in your house, and I advise you to use that gun and shoot them and blow them back out of your house. Now, that's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way it's supposed to be. And I agree with you also, also, I think DeSantis needs to start the man up here and start doing more research as far as what these COVID vaccines do, if he even got a real COVID vaccine, if he's even real for what he's saying and what he's doing. I don't know. I really don't know. Why is that? Because they control both sides of the narrative. They control, you want to call it this way, the yin and the yang, the good and the bad. They control everything, and they still have allowed him to breathe air. And I really hope they protect you know, that he's protected by his security guards because he is really – ruffling some feathers with the new world order here in Florida with these vaccine passports and keeping our state open and all the things he's done correctly. And personally, I think he's running for a 20, he's, he's pushing for a 2024 role run for president of the United States. 
And if he can stay clean and not have anybody blackmailing him, he should do pretty good. By the way, in France, farmers now have actually taken to the streets to protest basically to their fellow citizens about the urgency of saving French agriculture, which would basically lose their food economy. Now you think, well, what the, what the world's all that about? Well, the new Green Deal, also known as the Great Reset, also known as Agenda 21, is being implemented in the EU right now. There's actually a war on traditional farming and ranching. And what they're saying in France is the goal is to take food autonomy away from everyone around the world to make us all slaves to fake meat and lab-grown nonsense of big ad companies and the technocrats beneath them, which is all controlled and run via the Rothschild banking cartel. In this case, they're complaining about the Green New Deal and the EU's new taxes on nitrogen fertilizers because the goal is to phase out all fertilizers. And if they do that, Fertilizers can be bad, especially if you get around freshwater rivers and everything else. They can kill everything. But if you phase out fertilizers, we will not be able to feed the population of the planet, which, of course, is their goal. But it's not just France that's noticing the systemic war. The set of laws are going to play in Croatia. People are actually deploying surveillance drones, the government is, over fishing boats to keep track in real time. The boats have this drone hovering over them. They're counting how many fish they're pulling in. They're also making it illegal to save seeds that are organic seeds and heirloom seeds, making it illegal to save heirloom seeds. And they're doing comprehensive inventory of all farms and animals and food practices everywhere. Wow. This is the absolute takeover of food production in the United States. And what they've also done is this. They've sprayed us so much with aluminum oxide, with geoengineering, that so many of the plants, especially here in Florida, all of our citrus trees have died because of this, in my opinion. And, you know, we're literally being sprayed like bugs. I mean, it's insane. Back in the 90s, I mean, this is like it was, I remember like it was yesterday. They had a problem with a Mediterranean fruit fly here in Florida, which was not basically supposed to be here. It was an invasive species. It was not indigenous. And they actually hired DC-3s to basically spray planes to fly over the population of central Florida where these med flies had been found and spray us human beings with malathion. And they warned us on TV, get inside, get inside tomorrow at 12 o'clock if you're in Polk County because we have DC-3s coming over to spray you with malathion, which is a neurotoxin. Wait a minute. They're spraying us like we were bugs because of a stupid fruit fly when the reason the doggone fly, the, the orange trees were dying had nothing to do with the fruit fly. They were just coming in because they were you know, opportunistic. The reason the plants were dying was because of the aluminum toxicity, and that's why they're coming out with orange trees now that are aluminum-resistant, like they have all these GMO seeds that are aluminum-resistant. The spraying of aluminum basically has all kinds of crazy consequences in the air and the water and the land, and it makes the growing of heirloom seeds impossible because they're not aluminum-resistant. This is basically forcing a lot of farmers globally out of business when it allows the agricultural giants – to buy up their land. Remember Bill Gates buying up all the farmland? This is what's happening right now all over the world. And Bill Gates is a Rothschild cutout. He has he didn't do this on his own. He was given the technology from what happened with, <laughs> with, the, with the microchips, with what they found and discovered, you know, from Roswell. He's a CIA plant. He's a Rothschild plant. He's a Mossad plant. Pick a name, whatever you want to call it. It's the same group that took down Building 7 or the same group that funded Bill Gates. And they have to now – we have to buy aluminum-resistant seeds and basically to pr pr allow us to grow plants in the United States. This aluminum combines with fluoride and greatly increases the fluoride toxicity. 
You think, well, what the heck you mean in combines with fluoride? Let me tell you. When you combine aluminum with fluoride, you greatly reduce the human body toxicity threshold level. In other words, the aluminum fluoride is much more toxic than just fluoride is by itself. So that's being sprayed in the water now all around the world. Aluminum is killing fish, is killing wildlife, is messing up everything. So when a municipality takes filtered water from an above-ground source, like from a lake or from a river that's loaded with aluminum, they then add more aluminum sulfate to clarify the water. I'm telling you this now. Remember, two sources of aluminum going into the water. Then they add fluoride because they're mandated to do so by the government. And then the aluminum combine, combines with the fluoride. That's why I tell you guys, you've got to drink distilled water. There was a test that was done using aluminum fluoride in the 90s to see what would happen to the lab rats and to the other animals that were being tested. The problem is 80% of these animals died before the end of the study from aluminum fluoride toxicity. There's a synergistic toxic action when the elements are combined. And this was the finding that was made part of the Federal Register, December the 4th, 2000. This is a news release that appeared April 22, 1998, from the medical journal Brain Research, volume 784, 1998. Here's what it says. It revealed that aluminum-induced neural degeneration in rats is greatly enhanced when the animals were given low doses of fluoride. How about that? The presence of fluoride enhanced the bioavailability of aluminum, causing more aluminum to cross the blood-brain barrier Massively increasing the risks of Alzheimer, I've added that, and senile dementia, I've added that, and become basically deposited in the brain. The aluminum levels in the brains were twice that of the control group. Guys, they're doing this to us on purpose. They're pumping us full of aluminum and fluoride just to see what's going to happen, just to see if they're going to basically be able to make us so stupid that we don't even realize what they're doing because human being IQ scores keep going down lower and lower and lower. You know, and Mike Lindell – for my pillow. You know, he proved with his three hour documentary, Absolute Proof, that this election fraud that Austin was talking about, you know, with the support of President Trump, you know, was basically released a few weeks ago, you know, talking about what happened in the election. And what's interesting about this is, you know, it's been banned everywhere as far as where it's come out. But what they found, and they found multiple, here's what it says by, by connecting the money, the exercises, doing basic investigative research. They basically found out the local DHS team here in Texas, both the Intelligent and Assessments Vision, which collects intelligence for security of the Department of Home Security, Homeland Security. And here's what they found. This, this is amazing to me. These guys who were involved in this, who were involved in hacking the election, were directly involved with the Chinese Communist Party, which is controlled by the Rothschild Banking Company. We've got Chinese communists. This is his quote. The president of the Chinese Communist Bank. Do you hear that? Listen to this. The president of the Chinese Communist Central Bank, which is controlled by the Rothschild Banking Cartel, who is on a he was a, a board of directors member of the private equity firm that owns Dominion. I'm going to repeat that. The the, the Federal Reserve Bank of China. Okay, the president of this bank is on the board of directors of the private equity firm that owns Dominion Voting Machines. Wow. Did you hear that? I told you there's a direct Rothschild connection to this, and there is. The testing company, the only company that has access to the code, and the testing for Dominion is in Shetson, China. It is a Chinese party, Communist Party company controlled by the Rothschild banking cartel. The U.S. government, the state governments, the county government, they don't think they have this kind of 
access to Dominion codes, but it's kind of unique that a Chinese company that's run by the Chinese Communist Party has access to the election codes and can change the votes at will. Again, they're using China as a cutout for the Chinese Communist Party to control the elections of the United States. And, be, and rather than coming out and saying, we are the Rothschild banking cartel, we are the Costa Nostra, we are the group that runs Israel, we are the ones that run all of the central banks in the world, it is us, it is we, we are the group, we are the Sabbatane, Frankist, Kabbalist, Luciferians that control it all. No, they don't do that. They put the Communist Party in China out and say, oh, it's the Communist Party in China doing it. But yet they're the ones behind the scenes. They're the wizard behind the curtain pulling the strings. And they always are. They're the same group that did 9-11, the same group that did Gulf of Taka, the same group that caused World War II, the same group that caused World War I, and the same group that killed the Russian czar's family back in 1917. This is the same group that always does everything. This is the same group that crucified Jesus Christ. It's always the same guys. It goes right back to that ancient Babylonian religion, that ancient Canaanite religion, and the worshiping of demons and entities in other dimensions. That's why we have to continue to rely on Jesus, because he is the author, he is the finisher, he is the perfecter of our faith, and he's the only one who could deliver us from the evil one. Austin, what do you think? Oh, you're spot on. I mean, and this this is where they're continuing taking this. And now they're constantly starting to push on mainstream media about this plan for Bill Gates to start dimming the sun with his spraying of chalk from balloons, you know, at elevated levels in the sky to dim the sun. And I just started laughing again now when they're bringing this up because we've <laughs> we've talked about this all the way back from the 90s when they first started the geoengineering projects with the giant planes crisscrossing, checkerboarding the sky down here in Florida and pretty much par apart from you know the rest of the entire country over and over and over again all day long. And it's almost comical now to see – these discussions come up and people saying all this stuff about, oh, oh well, I can't believe they're going to do this now. I can't believe they're going to do this now. And I'm like, dude, they, they've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> like, where, where have you guys been? And now people are starting to say, well, maybe it's a good thing. Well, that's the whole point. That was the disclosure. And it's ironic because if anybody else in the mainstream Donald Trump, any conservative, any Republican, anybody, even a, a legitimate doctors. By the way, Bill Gates isn't even a doctor. If they came out and they said, we need to start dimming the sun, which is pretty much a source of life. Because remember, remember, sun naturally helps your body produce D3. What have we seen this last year from numerous studies? D3 level deficiency is a huge problem in this country. D3 levels, according to one doctor I brought at the beginning of the week, he said there is no flu season or viral season. There's low D3 season. And the reason why you're seeing people get sicker and sicker and sicker is what he said is because the lack of D3 in people's supplements and in their diets. And nobody's taking supplemental D3 anymore. I would say nobody. Large percentage of people aren't taking D3 because every single person that I have personally talked to, conversed with, been exposed to, that has caught or tested positive for COVID or caught some type of virus that has hammered high doses of D3 recovers extremely quick, including myself. And in most cases, if you have high enough D3, you generally don't even have any symptoms. And that's been the push. That was the whole lie. They had to start coming out and saying, well, it doesn't matter. Even if you have no symptoms 
and you're positive, you're an asymptomatic viral spreader, which is complete and total lie. There was no scientific basis to back that up at all, but it had to perpetuate the lie. Now they want to dim the sun. Why would they want to dim the sun when that's pretty much one of the most important aspects of our big world is sun, from plant life to food growth to D3 production to energy production to weather to actual weather that the earth produces. It's funny when you see these moron individuals like Gretchen, Gretchen or whatever her name is, a little 16-year-old punk that loves to run around and tell everybody what to do. When you see people like this run around and they say all this stuff, oh, we're having climate change. Apparently nobody's ever done research on the earth and geography <laughs> and the continental plates and all these other things that are constantly adapting and changing and moving on a regular basis. Temperatures goes up, temperatures go down, plates shift. I mean, heck, they've theorized back before the flood that it was just one gigantic continent. Nothing was even separated. So trying to sit here and say the entire world needs to be subjected to a one-world government and a one-world religion and a one-world bank so we can somehow stop global warming is so far left field of lunacy, it's almost hysterical. This is why they're doing everything they can to push the United States under control of a new world order because we're the last continent of hope. I've had people email me that from all kinds of countries, Australia, Europe. They say, dude, do not let the United States fall. We look to you guys. We originally looked to you guys for hope because you guys were always the ones that you know didn't comply. You guys were always the ones that stood your ground. And they said, this is sad to see what's going on over there right now. And it is. And it's ironic when you hear these people come out and say, well, everything needs to be electric in the United States. They don't bother to show you photos of what lithium strip mines look like and how much time and how toxic and polluted it is to go dig out lithium and make these lithium-ion batteries. They don't bother to talk about that. They don't bother to talk about how clean a lot of the petroleum production and Keystone Pipeline and other aspects of energy has been able to become now. They don't talk about how China and India are the two main polluters combining more pollution than almost the entire world put together, yet – China and India still run two-stroke engines and cars with leaded gas. What? you kidding me right now? But the United States needs to go electric because we're the biggest polluters. No, we're not. We never have been. Not in this century. And so this is where they're trying to take it. And this is why I've been so adamant about not promoting this electric agenda and continuing to hold strong on it. Now we have an individual, Dick Morris, if you guys saw him, he's a political – Strategist, and he actually was a former advisor to President Bill Clinton, and he came out and absolutely hammered the bumbling buffoon's infrastructure plan. You know, this two or three trillion dollar infrastructure plan. Ted and I talked about it briefly when we found out some of the facts about it, but he went out and absolutely hammered it at the beginning of this week. He said the infrastructure package is designed to collectivize the entire United States, to regiment us to unionize us, and to make us controllable and trackable as an economy. Now, he's going through this bill now. That's why he's talking about it. He said the metaphor that comes to mind is when Stalin insisted that all the farms be collective farms. He said the main feature of this infrastructure bill is that you cannot get all of these funds unless you are unionized. He said it's going to force the entire construction industry. Listen to me, friends. The entire construction industry and huge numbers of other industries into unionization. The bill intends to make protecting the right to organize act 
part of the legislation bill, which he said would be the greatest disaster we've ever had in the United States. He said Morris warned that the general public does not yet know what the PRO Act is, the Protecting the Right to Organize Act. He said the end result will be that nobody can work for themselves. Everybody has to be on some type of corporate payroll. If you're a consultant, if you're a contractor, if you're a freelancer, if you're a private business owner, you'll have to close up shop or you have to become an employee and be contracted from a unionized position, whatever it is, whether it's in the health industry, whether it's in the construction industry, whether it's in the manufacturing industry, this is Atlas Shrugged right in front of our eyes. If you guys understand that reference, if you've watched that movie or you've read the books, this is exactly where they're taking it right now with this infrastructure bill. I knew when he came out with this two, three trillion trillion dollar infrastructure bill we're going to repave the roads i'm like no no obviously there is something way more to this when you start dumping three trillion dollars in a bill it's not to resurface the interstate because that's a couple hundred billion dollars for all the interstates in the entire country what they're trying to do here is they're trying to stop all private businesses and everybody is going to have to be in some type of collective business that first starts with infrastructure that's why he talks about here when it comes to the construction industry when it comes to the industries that are basically going to be unionized but what it's going to do is it's going to slowly trickle down the realm and the taxes and this is what they're going to do he says the taxes and the restrictions are going to become so hard, so heavy and such a burden that you're pretty much going to have to get some type of government grant and government funding. And the only way to get that is by unionizing with whatever group they tell you you're approved to do so in. So if you say you're a private business owner, you say you manufacture a good, just whatever it is, and they come in and they say, well, guess what? Your new business tax is going to be 75%. You go, what? Yeah, so if you make $100,000 this year, you're going to get to keep $25,000. We're that generous. We're, we're super generous. We're going to be that gracious to you because, you know, we're gracious gods with a little G. We'll let you keep 25000 And you go, dude, I can't even – I can't even pay my bills on that. I can't even pay my rent and my overhead at the office to keep everything going. That's okay. Uh, we'll set up a program now. If you want to June, you know, join the unionized group, the manufacturing group here, we'll go ahead and we'll make sure that you get X amount of money every month to cover all your bills. This is literally Stalin. 2.0 in the country of what they're trying to do. Collectivism and communism right in front of our eyes. Now all of these things are starting to come to, together and make a picture, a very clear picture from what they did last year to shutting down businesses, to what they're still doing in some states, to these stupid stimulus checks, trying to give people money and get them on the socialist mindset dole, to then coming in and saying, you don't have the right to defend yourself, we want to take your guns, to now coming in and saying, we're going to unionize everything, and saying basically, you don't have the right to work without being massively taxed unless you want to unionize so you can get government grants. This is the major event that's going to start bringing the United States to its knees. So we have to fight this with every breath. Our forefathers, our, our founding fathers that built this country from the very beginning were willing to risk it all. They, they risked it all on a huge bet. They bet that they could beat England. They would not comply. And it was an absolute nightmarish atrocity in the United States would continue to happen for years and years and years in the Revolutionary War. Because they said, we're not going to do it. 
And we see now the ultimate goal of the bankers is to come in and rape, pillage, steal, control the entire United States. And that's where it's headed with this bill. So I encourage everybody, continue to get out there and make your voice heard. The more we stand up and say no, the more we stand up and say absolutely not, I'm not complying with this nonsense, the more they will have no choice to listen. The more algorithms get punched, the more they see us say no, and they start seeing tens of millions. Millions of Americans. Remember, you get a couple people here and there. It's pretty easy to control. You start having tens of millions of Americans that say, no, we're not going to comply with this. This is unconstitutional. This is illegal. This is unfair. This violates human rights. We're not going to go along with it. They don't have a whole lot they can do. They may be able to try to make an example of a few people. They can do that. We saw that at the Waco massacre. We saw that at Ruby Ridge. But at the end of the day, How far are they willing to take this? Because I know my resolve and my friends and family's resolve to stand my ground on this is very, very high. So I encourage all of you, find out where your resolve is in your life right now. Find out where you stand because this is not going to go away. We can't sit and pretend there's some plan that's going to stop all this. There is no Q. There is no Trump. There is no 53-dimensional chest. It's us. American patriots in the United States standing up for our freedoms and our Constitution and God-given rights. Find out where you stand on this because it's time to pick a side. I saw this in multiple movies, especially that that show I talked to you guys about the other day, Turn, where you had a lot of these individuals that were sitting on the fence in the Revolutionary War. They didn't want to be with basically the colonials. They didn't want to be with the Redcoats. They kind of like wanted to play lukewarm in the middle. And finally, by the end of the war, pretty much all of them had to pick a side. It was either you're going to be with the Redcoats or you're going to be with the American Patriots. You can't sit on the fence forever. You're going to have to make a choice. That's where we are right now. A lot of Americans are sitting. I don't want to. I don't want to make anybody mad. You know, I'm gonna wear a mask. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep my business closed. But you know, I'm still an American. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna wear my mask that says, you know, Molin Labe on it. I mean, I just laugh. Just laugh at people hysterically when I see that. Okay, you're gonna stand up for your gun rights, but you won't even take off a mask that has no scientific backing whatsoever. It's actually been shown to cause bacterial pneumonia. Okay, yeah, I really believe you there. Not. Figure out where you stand, find your convictions, and don't fall off of them, Dad. What do you think? Uh, really well said, Austin. In fact, we have to reach a tipping point. That's around 10% of those who are willing to take a stand and say no more. The with, and the problem is we're not there. We're not there. I, I went to Greenwise, which is a public's health food store, you know, in Lakeland yesterday, and Sharon and I were the only two in the store, again, that weren't wearing a mask. I mean, there were probably 100 people in there, and there were two of us, and that was it. We need 10 of them. <laughs> you think, well, that's still a small percentage. It's a tipping point, and they understand that by their algorithms, and they constantly monitor algorithms. That's why they push, 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 push until we start to reach a tipping point, and they back off. We talked about this the other day because once they reach that tipping point threshold, suddenly it will start to cascade, and more and more and more people will become vocal about it. But as long as they can maintain the narrative of this crazy coronavirus nonsense, they're going to continue to do it. They're going to continue to lie to the American population. They're going to continue to lie to the population of the world. In fact, in Europe, people don't even realize this, there were European plans for vaccine passports three years ago. Wait a minute. Yeah. You know, with the world being told that the so-called vaccine passports will be required for all international travel in the future and in many countries even to enter shops, restaurants, bars, gyms, hotels, theaters, concerts, and sports events – 
The impression we are now being given is that the measure is a direct assault result of the coronavirus pandemic. In Europe, however, which hosts up to nine of the top ten pharmaceutical exporting countries, planning for vaccine passports began approximately three years ago before the start of the COVID outbreak. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's been planned. Apparently, the pandemic conveniently provided European politicians with the excuse they needed to introduce the passports. The European Commission, the executive body of Europe, first published a proposal for vaccine passports. They came openly about it on April the 26, 2018, buried deep in a document dealing with the strength and cooperation against vaccine-preventable diseases. The proposal was essentially ignored by the mainstream media. But this proposal had been worked for a year before that. And this never, ever ends. These guys plan stuff out months, years, decades in advance. I've told you this. I'm going to say it again. These entities that run the planet, whatever you want to call them, they have extended life expectancies. If it takes 10, 15, 20, 30, 100 years for them to basically get what they want, they don't care. They really don't care because it's just a drop in the bucket for their life expectancies. Genesis chapter 6 does not tell us how long fallen angels live. It says they were here before and after the flood. Well, there you go. they got to be really old by now, but are they still alive? Are their progeny still alive? What are they doing? How are they influencing world events? All these questions need to be asked if you're a biblical scholar and you want to know the truth of what the Bible says. And we need to understand that. And, guys, it's so important that we have to ask ourselves a simple question. Are we really going to have a country? Are we really going to be able to stand as the United States has been the city on a hill for over 200 years? And I'm like Austin. I get people from all over the world emailing me and texting me and telling me, you guys can't be disarmed. You can't be disarmed. You can't be disarmed. They disarmed us. They do whatever they want to do to us now. We are the country that everybody looks to. Remember I told you this a few weeks ago. The reason they found out from the Frankfurt School when they had their think tanks put together that communism did not take over Europe when it took over Russia and was forced into Russia by the killing of 100 million people, the reason it did not go into Germany and the rest of the world is that the people looked to the United States as capitalism, as that city, that beacon on a hill, to be able to do anything we wanted to do when we put our collective minds together to do it. So they knew they had to destroy the Republic of the United States in order to get communism and a one-world government basically implanted into the minds. So now they've come in with the Frankfurt School and all the teachings they put through our educational system, and we have a bunch of people now that are complete and total blithering morons who think that communism is the answer when they don't even realize that communism can't even feed its own people. That's why people are starving to death in Russia all the time in the Soviet Union. And we have to understand, if, if you're a Democrat or you're a communist and you think it's basically – it's racism and fascism or it's undemocratic for election laws to require an ID vote in Georgia – what are you? What are you doing? You know, you know, in order for you to get a, have, you have to have an ID to purchase a bottle of wine or a firearm or to cash a check or to apply for a driver's license, but you don't have to basically have a ID for election integrity. I mean, we have people all over the country and organizations that are Rothschild controlled, and I listed them to the other day, that are going against Georgia now because they want proof of ID. You know, the anti-white management of Coca-Cola, that's who they are, are already in trouble with the American non-woke white population. The company has a training program for white employees. It teaches white employees that in the U.S. and other Western nations, that white people are socialized to feel that they are inherently superior because they are white. To overcome this feeling of superiority, white people must learn to be less white. Wait a minute. How do you learn to be less white? To be less white is to be less oppressive, to be less arrogant, to be less certain, to be less defensive, to be less ignorant, to less be, to be more humble, to break with apathy, break with white solidarity. 
What they're telling us this? They're teaching this at Coca-Cola? Why don't you try telling blacks that? Why don't you tell a black person or Hispanic person or a Jewish person they have to be less black, less Hispanic, or less Jewish? Then you'll find out what's going on. Try to tell Black Lives Matter not to stand up for blacks. The same way white people who stand up for blacks are afraid to stand up for themselves. What is this? Where is this mythical white solidarity? White Democrats have declared all 90 million Trump supporters to be domestic terrorists, enemies of democracy, white supremacists, Trump deplorables. <laughs> right. They're trying to push us under white solidarity, whatever. How are white people socialized into a belief of superiority when they are told every day in the educational system and in the racial sensitivity training in corporations of the military that they are systemic racists? Many psychologists have pointed out that white boys are being programmed by the educational system to have a negative view of themselves that are resulting in rising suicides and the despicable lying propagandists of Coca-Cola are reinforcing the psychological damage by encouraging the psychologically beat-up white Americans to be less white. This is insane, guys, what is going on. And you've got Major League Baseball, you've got Delta Airlines. All these people are saying it's racist to provide IDs in Georgia. It's insanity. And, you know, and this is an article that I've been reading from, from Paul Craig Roberts, and he's absolutely right about all of this. All of these, and I posted it on our website. We have to stand against this nonsense because if we don't, what's going to happen is we will become less white. Wait a minute. Did you just say that, Ted? Yeah, we will. We'll become like a slave. We'll become like a person who just wants to do what they say to do and lick boots. And does that mean you have to be white in order not to be a slave? No. But if you do the same application to blacks, you become less black. You become less Hispanic. You become less anything that you were ever created by your creator to be. Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to be less anything? That's not what God intended for us. He came that we'd have abundance and have it fulfilling in our lives and have goals and directions and purpose for ourselves. He didn't give us and put us here to basically be you know, a slave. Any color, any people, any group, that's not what we're here for. Be proud if you're white. Be proud if you're black. Be proud of your Hispanic. Be proud of your Chinese. Be proud of your heritage. It's what made you who you are. But these people don't want that. They want a mestizo race of people that are going to be easy to control and easy to dominate, who are a group of people that have been dumbed down with fluoride and aluminum and tricyclic antidepressants and serotonin reuptake inhibitors and aluminum in the doggone vaccines and mercury in the vaccines, that they can be useful slaves, useful idiots. Because, guys, it's like George Carlin said, and I read his quote a few weeks ago, there's a big club, and you and I ain't in it. Okay, We've got to stand our ground for what we believe. And if we don't, the United States will fall as the republic that is the light on the hill, and we will become part of this new world order with a one-world government and a one-world religion under their snake in a tree called Einsoff, also known as Baal, Moloch, and Lucifer. And this will be the group that runs the planet. And if we don't stand against this, we're going to watch the United States slowly, slowly, slowly be destroyed. We must maintain and reach a tipping point, and the Internet will allow us to do that. If you and I and all of us working together, please do so, continue to forward this show to as many people as you possibly can so that we can get the message out there and continue to forward other shows that are telling everybody the truth and not excluding little things like Mossad. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein was Mossad, guys. Get a grip on this. He worked for Israel. And if we don't understand that, we can't see how the Rothschild Costa Nostra organized crime mafia 
controls world affairs and world politics. Wow. Austin, what do you think? Absolutely. And I mean, just to show you how embedded that entire thing was as far as when Ghislaine Maxwell, when they completely and totally redacted, you know, and black blacklisted everything she said when they tried to release it to the public. The, the the judge said, oh, it's too it's too rough for people to see in the general populace. I'm like, what? Oh, that, so we can't see what she said now because what? Some people might get offended. Yeah, OK. We've heard that excuse before. No, it was because what she talked about. And what she named and who she discussed was not something that they wanted privy to the populace because it was going to name way too many people. It's exactly what it came down to. Also, to another news, speaking of standing their ground, I'm glad to see this. Bradley Keyes, track and field coach up in New Hampshire. Now, I'm not sad and happy to see he got fired, but he's come out now and basically been very, very candid about his stance on this. Bradley Keyes in New Hampshire has been fired after he refused to force students to wear masks outside while they engaged in sporting activities. Coach Keyes went on the record at Pembroke Academies when it introduced an outdoor mask policy. He called it senseless, irrational, cowardice, and bull blank. He said, I will not stand up in front of the kids and lie to them and tell them that these masks are doing anything worthwhile out in an open field with the wind blowing and sun shining. He added these insane policies are robbing kids of once a lifetime opportunity for no valid reason other than irrational fear and going along with the sheep, and I will not be part of it. The coach put his job on the line by saying, fire me if you must, but he said the school basically obliged him and did just that. And he says he would not change anything about what he said or his stance. He said, I want to make a point about it. I want everybody to know where I stand on this. And people cannot just keep accepting draconian restrictions. He goes, I just think people haven't pushed back, and it's time to push back. One of the fundamental parts of all of this is learning to play by the rules. The rules supposedly put in place to order, create a fair and level playing field to let everyone know is expected, allowed, and then let the best man or woman win. This, if what they've shown us now with these masks, is arbitrary, senseless, and ill-thought-out rules and absolutely makes zero sense from a rational mindset. I will not be a part of them. <laughs> got to give him standing applause for that. I mean, I, it's rough he got fired. But he's got a lot of publicity now online, and I really hope that a few other places start doing this all the time because it's ironic. Here's the, here's the ironic part about this, okay? These idiots in these school systems that are forcing kids to go run track with masks on, they sit there and say, we're following the rules. This is what we have to do. The World Health Organization blatantly came out last summer with a slide if nobody bothered to pay attention to it, even though I don't even care what the who says. Even they themselves came out. And the question was, should people wear masks while exercising? Answer, people should not wear masks while exercising as masks may reduce the ability to breathe comfortably. That was from the World Health Organization July 1st, 2020 says sweat can make the mask become wet and more quickly, which makes it difficult to breathe and promotes the growth of microorganisms. The important preventative measure during exercise is to maintain physical distance. That's one thing I actually commend the who for saying something accurate. But yet, you see these schools still pushing this. Why? Because they are communist fear mongers. 
Any person in the school system at the higher up level that still says children need to wear masks while exercising, while being outside, while running, is a complete and total moron. And I will go on the record and say that to their face because I have done it multiple times when I've talked to these individuals. The childhood recovery rate. The lifespan, the chances of a child recovering from actually getting COVID is 99.9997%. The chances of dying from COVID are almost impossible from a healthy child standpoint. So why are you still forcing this upon them over a year later now? Answer, communist dictatorship, compliance training. They want to get the children very compliant. I talked to one of our good friends in here that works at a school. And he said the kids don't really even – don't even wear the mask half the time correctly. It's always like halfway around their face or around their chin. It obviously doesn't work that way at all in any shape, way, or form. But yet they still just wear it because it's just it's a compliant thing to do. You saw the school that I talked about over in Clearwater. They came out and said that if a kid refuses to wear a mask, they're going to have to get an education class on why they have to wear a mask. If they still refuse, they're going to have to go to virtual learning for the foreseeable future. This is all about training the younger generation to be compliant and follow orders. Don't ask questions. Don't use your brain. Don't use deductive reasoning at all. Don't possibly question the narrative. Follow what you're told. At the same time, we see an article, a research article, come out from Ireland. Ireland's Health Protection Surveillance Center has now revealed that just 0.1% of the country's total COVID cases were linked to outdoor transmission. Oh, imagine that. There you go again. Here we go. Just 0.1% of total of all infections were linked to outdoor transmission, meaning the chances of actually catching COVID while you're outdoors are virtually impossible. And yet, I've told you, I go, I've gone to Lakeland, and there be couples walking by themselves, holding hands, wearing masks while they walk around a breezy lake in Florida. Just why? The answer is compliance. And Dad's right. We haven't reached that tipping point. As many friends as I have, as many people I know that will stand up, we still are seeing way too much compliance with this. And so it's time, my friends, that you start leading by example. Like I told you, my friend at the dealership a couple weeks ago, he said, you know what? I see people in stores without masks on, and I go, man, they're pretty cool. You know, <laughs> look at them. And then he goes, wait a minute, I'm wearing a mask. Why am I even wearing a mask? They're not wearing a mask. I'm taking my mask off. You lead by example. Stop complying just because somebody says this is what you need to do. This is the only way to change stuff. If you think the masks are draconian right now, oh, Wait and see till they start doing federal vaccine mandates with all these corporations. They said they're not going to do it. They're going to do it. They already told us what they're going to do. Wait till they start forcing down these federal gun laws. Wait till you see how many people comply with that. Just wait. Just wait and see. If this many people are compliant with masks, wait and see what happens next. You now even have the former Pfizer vice president. Right? I told you before, Michael Yinden. He's come out numerous times now. He is blatantly saying this COVID shot that they're pushing is designed basically to start a full-blown mass depopulation. So he's coming out now and saying that. He said the drug companies here, and guess what he said here? This is where this is where it's going. He goes, regulatory agencies like the USDA and the FDA have announced since these top-up vaccines will be so similar to the prior injection, 
which they were approved for emergency use authorization, drug companies will not be required to perform any safety clinical studies for top-up booster vaccines for the variants. He said the companies are already planning to manufacture billions of vials of booster shots to handle the variants in addition to the current COVID-19 campaign. You see what I said there? The pharmaceutical companies are already planning to manufacture billions of booster shots for the variants. And because they're going to be slightly modified from the original shot, they are not even going to have to do any type of clinical testing to prove they are safe. They already have emergency use. This is the previous VP of Pfizer. The previous VP of Pfizer. This guy's not a clown. He's very, very educated and very smart. He's telling us what they're about to do next. Booster shots, variants that have no type of safety studies at all. And remember, every time people start getting sicker and sicker from this, they're going to blame it on another variant like they're already doing. You already saw in Michigan, over 200 people catch COVID after they get the injection. Three people die now. How long are we going to sit back and say, okay, I'm just going to get my shot and be a good little compliant slave? I'm not. Dad's not. None of my friends are. But again, they're going to start pushing the narrative harder and harder and harder. They're going to start trying to restrict what everybody does. So get ready to stand on your convictions. If you truly are about it and you mean on standing your ground, I highly encourage you to get mentally prepared for this because this is not going to be for the faint of heart. This is going to be something we're all going to have to come together in unison. And like Dad said, we're going to have to reach a tipping point in this country to stand up and realize this isn't a game anymore. What do you think, Dad? Well, until people realize that these guys are playing for blood like that movie Tombstone, uh, they're not going to change. I mean, the United States, the only way we were able to get the United States into World War II was to basically have a false flag called Pearl Harbor that FDR basically initiated, which basically caused all of these problems, including World War II in the United States involvement. And the only way we got into Vietnam was to have a tipping point again, a paradigm shift with a fake Bay of Tonka invasion or the shooting down or the shooting of these the boats that we had. Total lies. Everything was a lie. And then the only way we got our war on terror was the complete and total Mossad-led 9-11 attack. That's how we get here all these things. They force us and force us and force us. The only reason they gave us masks to wear and force us to wear masks because they gave us a coronavirus that they genetically engineered with gain of function out of Wuhan that Fauci helped pay for. And now we have that. It came over here. It mutated. They scared everybody half to death. Wouldn't tell them about vitamin C or zinc or potassium iodide or D3. They wouldn't tell anybody. No, couldn't do that. They had to basically tell them, you got to have a drug. you got to have – you have to be on ventilators. No, you don't. This is all stupid. They scared the holy living yak-yak out of everybody, and they got everybody to throw on a mask. It's always a precipitating incident, always, always, always with these guys, and it's always a lie, and it's always the same group because they know how human beings respond and react. They don't think through the situation. They react instead of responding. That's the problem with all of this. If people just sat back and said, well, wait a minute, let's look at the real numbers. Let's look at the statistics. Let's find out what really happened with all of this stuff, and let's make a decision based on facts, but they don't do that. You know, like this thing right now with with Gats, this this congressman, he's now paying an ex- accused sex trafficker who did Vimeo to teens. This guy is a complete and total scum. I guarantee, and he was tied together. Remember with this, with the Israeli consulate, which was probably also Mossad, 
And this other guy now, Greenberg, the former Seminole County tax collector, who's been federally indicted on 33 counts, including sex trafficking crimes involving a 17-year-old, court documents say that Greenberg was engaged in sugar daddy relationships. Unbelievable. These guys never, ever stop doing what they're doing. The names just change. Now we've got these two clowns instead of Ginsburg, instead of, you know, you know, Giselle, Giselle Maxwell, excuse me, and, you know, and, and Jeffrey Epstein. All of these people are always the same group. And then I said that Jeff Ginsburg was a slip because Ginsburg was, she was a Supreme Court justice and she was totally involved in all of this mess too. Bunch of sickos. They're all a bunch of weirdos and they're all data dedicated to this one world order under their stupid snake in a tree. Guys, I love you. Have an absolutely wonderful weekend. I will be on with Jeff Rents tonight from 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Please listen to the show. Austin, finish it up. And I had a chance to pray for you guys today, and you guys are awesome. Finish it up, Austin. I'll talk to you on Monday. Absolutely, my friends. And get ready. i got a Hagman show tonight. It's going to be great. Got a lot more stuff lined up, so be sure to check that out tonight. And the website, healthmasters.com, product of the week, the HGH Stimulate. Be sure to check that out and vote for what you want to see win next week. we got a lot of stuff that's neck and neck. The attention factor, the superfood complete, the thyroid support. I mean, they're all within like one and two votes of one another. So be sure to check that out over the weekend, healthmasters.com. Thank you for the support. you need anything, give us a call. We're here Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 Eastern Standard Time to always help you out. 1-800-726-1834. Thank you, my friends, for the support. Thank you for getting the truth out there. and Thank you. For standing your ground. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.